Hello everyone, welcome to Campaign Convos. This is the 13th episode and April 28, only 11 days to go before elections. Pero actually, yung mga rapid reporters nakaboto na kami kasi local absentee voting uh, began and three days yon. So we have submitted our ballots, but um, that's another off-the-record campaign convos altogether kung sino binoto namin. Um, but we have a really interesting episode for you today. Um, very timely rin kasi it's all about campaign teams who the candidates consult with, who they work with during the campaign, at uh, anong bearing ng candidates and campaign teams sa kanilang administration if wala rin sila na manalo in, on May 9. So, before anything else, we're going to introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Pierre Nado, covering the Isko Moreno and Doc Willie Ong Tandem. Hi, I'm Beko Pin. I cover the Uni Team Alliance, so that's Sara Duterte and Bongbong Marcos Jr. Hi, I'm Jairo Boliedo. I cover Leody de Guzman. And sometimes, Sir Breve and Chico Hello, I'm Rambo Talabong. I cover Senator Stanfield Lapson and Presenters uh, the Third. Okay, actually, ako rin, nasa Tugigaro City. So, uh, medyo maingay yung background ko kasi medyo malapit ako sa highway. But I'm here also to cover Isko Moreno who will be heading to Isabela tomorrow. So, um, yun. So, let's dive right into our topic. Campaign teams. Alam mo, parang we, we've actually been with these people. The campaign teams of our candidates for... How many months now, diba? Parang probably first met them months ago, pero ngayon sobrang kilala na namin sila. We, maybe we call them by their first names. As in, yung world nila, world na rin namin for the last few months. So uh, that's why very interesting yung topic na to. Siguro we can start our discussion by asking, what do we mean when we say campaign team? Like, who are the people? What are their roles? So syempre siguro, I can go first. Like, I think obviously you have the formal um, campaign team, di ba yung minsan may grand reveal pa yan kung sino yung campaign manager, etc. But more often than not, um, these are the, kumbaga ito yung heart ng campaign. A lot of these people that I think we'll be mentioning earlier, you don't really see them in, in public, or really, they don't really see them kasi more often than not, they're stuck in the HQ or kung sumasama man sila sa road, sa sorties, usually backstage lang sila. Um, pero yung pinaka-important role nila sa campaign, for most of them ha, is the parts na hindi nakikita ng public. Like, hindi, wala sa speeches, wala sa, um, wala sa taasan ng kamay, kasi sila yung nagtatrabaho para humantong tayo sa taasan ng kamay eventually, sa endorsements, sa alliances. So, In charge yeah. of communications, and that also involves media yeah. relations. So, um, every campaign team has media shepherds, for example. So, sila yung mga nakita namin reporters on a nearly daily basis. They give us the schedule of the candidate. They're the ones who meet us at the airport. So, sila yung nagpapakain minsan, di ba? Parang in the middle of a sortie. Parang, oh, lahat tayo kumain na nandito para sabay-sabay na tayong lahat sa next event. Things like that. Sa so, mga campaign team din ng kandidato, aside from those who are negotiators para doon sa mga mag-endorse na politicians or mga alliances, ganyan. And, and of course, the media team. Meron din yung uh, specific people na nangangalaga doon sa parang magiging campaign strategy, specifically nung kandidato. Kung paano yung image na ipoportray niya, pinag-aalala nila yon. Tapos ano yung mga issues na binabato sa kanya, paano nila yon parang i-revert into positive campaign. So, yung the brains behind yung mismong campaigns, yung front end ng campaign, yung pananamit nila, pagsasalita nila, deliveries nila, bahagi din ng campaign team yun, tumutulong kung paano ipapakita ng kandidato yung sarili niya during the course of campaign. Oh, kaya may political arm din minsan, may political division yung campaign team, sila yung in charge sa parang, oh, kailan tayo pupunta sa Calabar Zone? When is it a good time to go to Cebu? Things like that, like strategy in covering geographical areas, uh, talking to the local kingmakers there. Um, at meron din, of course, the campaign spokesman, very important 
part of a campaign team. Parang yung mukha, pag busy yung, yung candidate or if they want to put out a message that they don't want their candidate himself or herself <laughs> to be connected really? with, diba? Dine-deploy nila yung, yung spokesman na lang. Parang siya na magsalita ganun. Kung ayaw patulan ng candidate or something. Yun. So, siguro we can go um, talk about who's who. Yun naman yung topic natin. Sino ba, sino ba yung mga tao, specific individuals who are in your candidate's campaign teams? And maybe you can also say why they're important, why they're key, and ano yung mga background nila or affiliations before that make them interesting. Siguro we can start with Rambo, representing Ping Lacson. Talagang sa akin. Oo, Senator Panfield Lacson, colorful, colorful, colorful story talaga siya kasi nagsimula yung campaign niya with Pantaleon Alvarez as the really big man mm, for right. campaign managing. Um, kasi nga, si Pantaleon Alvarez, napakarami experience when it comes to on-the-ground experience. President Rodrigo Duterte, pero you know what happened overnight, hindi one siya, pumunta siya kay Lenny. So overnight, Panfield Lacson became his own campaign manager. And halata siya sa mga campaign sorties niya. Just um, a few days ago, nakansin yung kanyang mga sorties sa Ilocos kasi hindi daw niya na-foresee. Ang sabi niya, mamamatay daw siya kasi hindi niya nakita na na-overbook niya. So naramdaman ko a few days ago yung uh, limits of being a campaign manager ni Laxon mismo. And siya mismo nagsabi na, alam niyo ako, pinano- pinayuhan ako na the worst campaign manager is the candidate himself. And aminado siya doon. Yeah. So yun nangyari sa kanya. But we have to also point out na hindi rin siya nag-iisa kasama niya as assistant campaign manager si Kim Hinares. So, si Kim Hinares, very good with the financing. Meron siyang involvement when it comes to the volunteers. Um, ipasa ko na rin yung volunteers. Napakalaking bahagi ng campaign ni Lapson ngayon ng volunteers kasi nga wala na siyang machinery. I think Shadow can explain the value of volunteers, especially since he, he covers Lenny. But for for Lapson, ang kanyang volunteer group um, uh, manager ay si uh, former congressman Romeo Acop, who is a former general too of the PNP. Um, parang ang command center talaga, command center ng PNP itong ano eh, itong kay Lacson kasi General Akop yung kanyang volunteer group manager and meron silang group chat sa Viber, doon siya ina-update. Um, may PNP vibes kaya parang nagkakover ng karami, ganon. Um, ang spokesperson <laughs> naman ng, uh, ang spokesperson naman ni Lacson, ano rin, former military man din, si Ace Acedillo, former congressman ng uh, Magdalo. So, mm. yung communications, um, medyo matigas, um, stark, feel mo na parang, hala, parang press, press release to ng ano, Camp Prame or ng Camp Aguinaldo. <laughs> Wala mas parang emotions. Um, sumasagot lagi kay Lacson. Talagang um, may clear lines of um, um, superiority and priority when it comes to the campaign. What else? Um, si, ano naman, Senator... Um, Uh, Vicente Soto III, ang kanyang campaign manager is si Tony Tobiera, who is a part of Itbulaga team. Um, hindi siya sobrang nagpapakita, kasi hindi ko pa siya nakita ever sa sorry yet, kahit mga reporters, super behind the scenes siya. Uh, from my understanding, sobrang active siya doon sa mga campaign launch nila na maaga, yung may production value talaga yung kanilang shows, yung kanilang mga sorties. Pero ngayon, wala masyado. Yes. May mga media teams na hindi ko nababanggitin yung pangalan na lagi kami inaalagaan, mahalaga rin yun, nagbubok ng, ng uh, flights, nag nagbibigay ng um, uh, information ko sa inyo kasi na sorties, napakahalaga nun sa buhay reporter na nagko-cover ng campaign. But, so next, uh, Bea, can you explain yung ano naman, Sarah and Marcos unity? <laughs> What little we know. No, I have to preface this <laughs> with, um, they're, they're kind of opaque about how this structure goes, at least um, towards Rappler and, and towards a lot of mm. media organizations actually. Pero parang, siguro let's start with the campaign managers no? kasi ito talaga yung front-facing kumbaga ng campaign. I'll go back again to this this um, ambush interview that Sarah Duterte gave na tinanong siya tungkol mm. sa strategies nila kasi yung sagot niya, hindi niya alam yung strategy ni BBM kasi magkaiba yung campaign team nila. So, hindi, parang mm. I think a lot of people saw it as parang, oh my God, hindi kayo totoong united, ganun. Pero from the very beginning, I think it's been very clear 
na separate yung teams ni Sara Duterte at ni Bongbong Marcos. Campaign manager pa lang. Um, for BBM, you have Abolos, who is the parang mm. face face of the campaign, in a way. One of the two faces of the campaign, aside from Vic Rodriguez, who is his spokesperson and uh, chief of staff. For Sara, you have two legislators. One of them si, is... Uh, si Majo uh, Romualdez. Of course, he's also the president of Lakas CMD. So... Uh, you'll always you always see him close to Sara because she has so again two campaign managers si Major Romualde siya yung nakadikit talaga kay Sara um mm-hmm. big or small events prati siyang kasama yung isang campaign manager niya man um representing HNP because again Sara is also the co-chairman of two parties HNP and Lakas CMD so she represented it sa campaign manager levels Cloud Bautista he's the governor of Davao Occidental mm-hmm. so yun pa lang kita mo separate yung structures nila so um and if you notice it manifests din na minsan totally magkaiba yung lakad um oh. like malalaman mo na lang minsan ay wala pala si Sara dito sa event na to uh, kasi parang it's built as unity pero may pa siyang diskarte um i think one example of this was a, a part um parang a huge chunk of march um and this towards the end of march rather inikot ni Bongbong Marcos maraming uh, regions in Mindanao but uh, Sarah only showed up and accompanied him siguro one or two stops at I think in Davao region because she was busy campaigning in Calabarzon kung saan medyo weak siya relatively although dominant siya in most regions so parang ganun um, since Lian isn't here I'll just borrow from her notes yung hindi masyadong kita yung kita lang siguro sa kickoff for Sarah, for Bongbong Marcos rather is of course his wife si attorney uh, Lisa Marcos um but she yeah. actually does play a huge role in the campaign parang ano naman to eh hindi hindi siya pronounced in the sense na hindi siya hindi niya binabandera na ito yung role ko sa campaign but i think a lot of insiders have already said this na even um in other matters like beyond the campaign parang i think in the protest also malaki din yung role ni uh, attorney Marcos um, in the political life mm. of her husband. Um, and then you have another representative, si Abacada Rep. Jonathan De La Cruz. I believe he advises Marcos on energy. And then you have Anton Labdameo, a close friend, a personal close friend of BBM. And according to Lian nga, parang parati mo din siya nakikita sa mga sorties. Um, for Sara naman, uh, you have Rex Gachalian, the mayor, aside from being a surrogate of his brother, Win Gachalian, who's seeking re-election, siya rin yung may hawak ng NCR, na a lot of NCR sorties ni Sarah. Not the big rallies, ha, kasi normally the big rallies, ano na yun, local allies na yung may sponsor nun or may post nun. Pero yung mga maliliit na caucus, so parang barangay meet-up, sa Toda, ganun. Um, and I think it's fair to credit him also, partly, or a huge part of it is him. Ang laki ng angat ni Sara sa si NCR. Parang between January to March, parang 16 points yung angat niya based on Pulse Asia wow. at least. Um, that's a pretty big jump, ba? Considering yeah. she's already dominant to begin with. Um, si Jeff Tupas, yung former uh, city comms ng Davao, mm. the controversial Jeff Tupas, parang pasulpot-sulpot siya minsan sa campaign ni Sara Duterte. But I think, especially after he filed the case against Walden Valley, he's taken a sort of um, backseat ulit siya dito sa campaign ni Sara Duterte. Um, but to clarify, hindi na siya part of Davao City kasi uh, nilet go siya ni Sara after that um, mess that he was in. Man Scarpio, her husband, also a lawyer, uh, like advanced team sa North Cotabato but I think that was the only time we saw him publicly um, in any of the sorties of, of, of the Davao City Mayor. And then, last na lang, she has her surrogates. So, 
ito medyo big time in fairness yung mga surrogates ni Sara Duterte in terms of like in, in the national politics sphere, no? So you have Bong Revilla who is her co-chairman of Lakas CMD, Bato De La Rosa, the senator, mm. former PNP chief, so may PNP, wala talaga akong takas kay Bato, uh, who also happens to be Davao uh, <laughs> City Police Chief siya ni Sara during her first term as mayor. You have her brother, Bastet Duterte, who's running for mayor naman of Davao, trying to replace her in Davao City. Um, parang one or two sorties. Usually, siya yung, siya yung surrogate ni for Sarah when bong-bong campaigns in Mindanao. And then you have Tolentino. Francis Tolentino has also sobbed for her in mga smaller events, siguro yung hindi masyadong napapansin ng public. Um, Joey Salceda has been accredit- accredited as one of her advisors, but since the launch of Rosa, mm-hmm. parang hindi na gaano, gaano, gaano siguro prominent yung role niya, at least publicly in the campaign of Sara Duterte. Because of course, Rosa is a push for Robredo and Sara Duterte. And then you have the parallel groups, marami yun. And a bulk of these parallel groups, I think yung important to note, these were groups that were created to urge her to run for president. Tapos nung VP na lang yung tinakbo niya, adjust na lang sila. Pero andun pa rin sila, parang sumusulpot sila from time to time. Um, but I guess yung main difference nito for the campaign of Bongbo Marcos and Sara Duterte, they do have a lot of volunteers, not to minimize, no, the amount of volunteers that they have or people who are willing to parang parallel groups nila. So let's define parallel groups later. But we can't deny the fact na ang dami incumbents who are willing to host them, endorse them. So parang mm-hmm. when that happens, minimize yung role ng parallel groups or ng volunteer groups compared to the political groups that they have. So yun. Yun yung gist of the uni team campaign. How about Cairo Bredo naman? Jairo. And Calio. Yeah. Singit ko muna si Calio kasi kay Robredo, mahiram tayo ng notes kay Mara para sa ating mga Mayanites. Nung kay Leo de Guzman, this is the first time kasi that the party do lakas ng basa um, filled a presidential candidate. So according to Sunny Melencio, yung chairman ng PLM, ito first time na naglagay sila ng kandidato. And Sunny Melencio is the key person behind the campaign of uh, Walden Bellio and Leo de Guzman. So he's the chairman of PLM and he's been in the labor sector, uh, been working as a labor leader for how many years. And then as compared to other campaign teams, no mga presidentials, medyo mm, baguhan ng konti yung team ni Liodi, especially his campaign team ni Walden, kasi hindi ganun katanda yung kanilang mga uh, tawag dito yung team, uh, including yung mga spokesperson nila and then yung mga focal person nila for this campaign. Since maliit nga yung machinery nila, talagang limited lang persons na makaka-interact mo. For example, sa case to Walden Bello, you can go straight to him if you have like questions, queries, or you like to um, have an ambush interview with him, pwede na yun. Pero ang pinaka-key person behind this campaign is Elmar Doctolero, yung spokesperson na rin ng laban ng masa. So siya na rin yung parang chief of staff niya, tapos siya na rin yung maro niya, Dun sa, para doon sa campaign niya. Siya na rin yung kausap ng reporter. So si Leomar, I think it's under 30 or early 30s. Safe to assume na um, hindi pa siya matanda. And then sa campaign naman ni Leody, ganun din, uh, yung pinaka parang EA, executive assistant ni Leody, and then parang tumatayo na rin head niya na si, na si Ala Panganiban, Aladin Panganiban. Ano rin, uh, dinisclose yun na parang nasa 3 or less than 5 lang yung team ni Liodi. So, that includes Maro, the media team, and then wow. the campaign team. So, sobrang leet lang talaga. Tapos, unlike kasi ng Robredo campaign, oh, unlike ng Robredo campaign, wala silang parang super solid na 
volunteer volunteers para doon sa campaign nila. So, talagang kung medyo may mga lapses ng konti, aminado sila doon kasi maliit lang talaga yung team nila. Imagine nyo, yung EA niya, si Aladdin, si Ala Panganiban, siya na yung nagpa-plot ng schedule, siya pa yung nag-entertain ng questions ng media, siya lahat. Wow. Siya din nag-edit ng video, siya din nag-shoot oh Tapos sa lahat na engagement ni Liodi, for example, ng interview ni Maria si Liodi, siya lang yun nandun. Tapos siya nag-asikaso lahat ng mga tanong, mga permits na kailangan, lahat-lahat. So talagang parang bayani talaga yung team nila. Kasi sobrang, ano nila, sobrang core, sobrang liit lang talaga yung uh, core group nila. Lean and mean. Tapos, oh, exactly, lean and mean sila. Kasi nakakatawa pa kay Ala, kasi ano siya, parang ang, ang backstory nun, hindi talaga siya parang politics person kasi parang dati siyang seminarista. Tapos lumabas siya ng seminaryo. And eventually, um, he went to Partido Lakas ng Masa. Tapos, ayun, he's serving now under Liotti. Originally, si Chad Sadora, yung parang media person oh, ni Liotti. Pero <laughs> Si Chad. Pero ngayon, parang mas nag-focus siya yata sa campaign activities kasi si Alan na yung madalas uh, lumalapit sa amin. So, yun, hmm. nakaka-inspire talaga yung campaign ni Liotti kasi very, talaga, very maliit lang. Pero active naman kahit sa paano. Especially na yun ma-maximize nila lahat ng opportunities na available for them. Tapos, ayun, kahit pa paano may recall naman sila, may makakakikita naman tayo organic support for Caliotti. Tapos, trivia lang din. Yung nag-viral na sa SMNA debate na lalaki na naka-never again sure, nag-sure kay Marcos, kala yun, yung EA ni Caliotti de Guzman. So, parang medyo ano talaga sila, cool, nakarang okay, Kevs, Char, ayun. So, Kevs lang talaga siya. Pero grabe no, nakakabilib din. Kasi parang yung big campaigns nga, ang dami na ng staff, medyo to a point, unlimited funds. But like, sila nababaliw na sa trabaho nila. What more yung very small and lead campaign team ni Calioni. Exactly. Tapos tinanong doon natin si Sunny one time. Meron tayong parang, hindi um, naman off the record, pero parang, hindi naman off the record. Hindi, hindi lang, okay lang naman daw to publicize. Pero like sabi niya, yung funds ni talaga, aminado sila hindi enough. Wala talaga silang pera to fund, yeah. to get, you know, political strategies, mag-commission ng service. Yeah. Wala talaga silang pera. So, umaasa lang sila dun sa maliit na pondo ng partido lakas ng masa for their campaign. Di na dinisclose kung magkano, pero, di ba, magkano lang din naman yun. Tapos, yun, umaasa sila sa organic mass movement ng mga labor groups. Pero, unfortunately, medyo hindi pa natin nakikita until now yun. Kasi, base sa tala ng ating mga labor sector, meron 50 million votes for yung for the labor sector. Pero hindi naman organized yun. 1 million lang yung organized. Pero yung labor sector mismo na organized ay yung mga factions din. Some went to Robredo, some went to Marcos. So it's really sad na, ayun, ah, hindi sila makabank fully dun sa konsepto ng labor. So that's for Caliotti. Um, yun, malaif lang siya. Ngayon punta tayo kay Robredo kasi I also cover sometimes Vice President Lenny Robredo and Senator Kiko Pangilinan. And then we have here yung notes from Mara Cepeda, our main, our main, start, our main Robredo reporter who covers Vipa Robredo even before she ran in 2016 uh, as Vice President. So, yung iba naman, campaign team ni VP Lenny, kilala naman ng mga tao. So, main niya meron siyang three political advisors. Unang-una na yung mga Liberal Party stalwarts, yung mga loyal talaga sa Liberal Party na sina uh, Senator Drillon, 
Tapos meron din tayong si, si, uh, si, represent, si Kit Belmonte. Tapos si um, third, district, third District Representative Bolet Banal. So si Kit Belmonte, um, saka si Senator Drelon, so far sa pagkakover ko ng uh, campaign ni, ni VP Lenny, hindi ko pa siya nakikitang umaten masyado ng rally. Pero si si, si, ano, si Congressman Belmonte, uh, usually nakikita ko siya sa mga campaign, especially sa mga significant events like last time, no endorse ng United Muslim Alliance si Lenny, na doon siya personally to witness yung event. Tapos isa rin talaga yung tatlo na yun, yung mga key persons sa mga negotiations. So bago tayo nakakita, makakita ng mga endorsements, from, let's say endorsement ni Governor Daniel Fernando, endorsement ni Governor um, Malu ng Batanes, lahat yon ay most likely dumaan yon sa negotiation either ng tatlong ito na um, LP stalwarts. Ang pinaka-campaign manager ni Vice President Lenny Robredo ay si former Senator Bam Aquino, pinsa ni uh, late President Noynoy Aquino. So siya yung tumatay yung campaign manager ngayon. So yung mga makikita nating mga campaign pakulo ni Vice President Lenny Robredo, some of those were ideas ni Senator Bam Aquino. I think the latest one is yung parang yung no no color movement yung parang yung book mm. yung campaign daw ni Vice President Lenny Robredo ay hindi na lang daw naka-anchor sa color na pink so parang lahat daw ng colors tanggap and included doon sa heavy pledge so i think it's one of uh, his ideas um si Senator Bam clearly naman na sinacrifice niya yung pagtakbo niya uh, sa mm. Senate para mag-focus doon sa pagiging campaign manager ni Vice President Lenny Robredo. Isa rin sa mga key people behind sa campaign ni Vice President Lenny Robredo si senatorial candidate Teddy Bagilat. So, although under siya ng ticket ni uh, VP Lenny, tumulong din siya sa mga negotiations at kumakausap din siya ng kanilang mga kaalyado sa Liberal Party. Especially that uh, Representative Bagilat has been with the party for the longest time. Tapos, of course, kilala naman ng marami yung spokesperson ni VP Lenny si Attorney Barry Gutierrez. So until now, siya yung spokesperson ni uh, VP Lenny. Tapos siya yung tumasumasagot sa mga katanungan ng media. Tapos, isa din sa mga key people behind ng campaign ni uh, Vice President Lenny Robredo, si Boom Enrique saka si Georgina Hernandez. So si, si Sir Boom, uh, lagi natin siya nakakita, especially during the height ng um, electoral protest ni Marcos Jr. against Vice President Lenny Robredo. So parang siya yung tumayong comms head or communications head ng ating um, ni Vice President Lenny Robredo. Meron ding isa, si Joe, si uh, Paolo Espiritu. Uh, he heads the MROs ni Vice President Lenny Robredo. I think he worked as an assistant secretary under sa palas nung panahon ni Pinoy. So ngayon, siya yung head ng mga maro ni Vice President Lenny Robredo. I'm not quite sure about other candidates, but si VP Lenny for for the information information for disclosure disclosure just to share rather marami siyang ano ang dami niya MRO like sobrang dami niya kasi ginagawa like sobrang dami niyang schedule so ang nangyayari doon for example like this week diba Quezon Batangas Laguna Bulacan everyday meron siyang event so everyday meron siyang at least two umaros or media relation officers na naka-assign for that day na dinidivide nila so yung maro na yon nilalatag na nila yung schedule ng media and then ni VP Lenny for, for everyone na magamit. Tapos, ayun, sobrang organized nung team nila. Tapos, bukod pa yon 
doon sa mga volunteers ni Vice President Lenny Robredo. Kasi, of course, hindi naman mataas yung sal ni UP Lenny to afford holding big rallies all around the country. So, lahat yun ay mga volunteer-driven events or parang um, projects. For example, kapag nag-big rally siya, let's say, sa Nueva Ecija, hindi yun funded ni Vice President Lenny Robredo. Uh, yun ay parang organized ng kanyang Robredo People's Council on that certain province or on that certain city. So, yun. Generally, yung campaign Vice President Lenny Robredo mix up siya ng mga LP stalwarts, ng mga kaibigan niya sa Congress, and at the same time, yung mga volunteers niya on ground. Case ko naman, uh, I would say yung team niya is a mix of his Manila circle. So, malamang kasi Manila mayor siya, Manila politicians, tsaka yung tao na dinala ni Lito Banay, who is his campaign manager, and yung third element, certain Duterte government appointees na in, in fact, some of them are still in the government. That's why um, parang can't name names yet. But um, yun, basta mayroon talaga mga Duterte personalities in his campaign team. Pero starting, diba, we, we start with the campaign manager, si Lito Banayo. Dati siyang uh, Duterte appointee talaga. He was the representative of the, of the of the Philippines to Meco or basically yun, parang yun yung embassy natin in Taiwan. Um, and ano, he served in like, this is his sixth presidential campaign. So, um, very experienced siya in terms of, diba, like, being part of campaigns. Different roles, eh. Hindi naman lahat yun campaign manager. Pero he played a part in, in those campaigns. Um, kaya siya tawag veteran strategist. And, um, yun, isa, isa yun sa advisors ni Isko Moreno, like, in terms of strategy, siya yung nagko-commission ng survey, siya yung kumakausap sa mga nagsasurvey to kind of figure out, like, what's the best way to position Isko. Yung next would be one of the most, the people na you always see during sorties is Isko's um, chief of staff, si Sir Letlet Zarkal. So, isa yung former Manila councilor um, and used to be the deputy administrator of Manila City Hall. Good friends sila ni Isko. Like, you can really see the rapport between them. Parang talagang magtropa sila. So, parang very, talagang tunatrust ni Manila Mayor Isko Moreno si councilor Letlet Zarkal. Um, another aspect or another key person in the campaign team is Raymond Burgos, who's another person brought in by Lito Banayo. He used to work for the other campaigns na si Lito Benayo was in. So, Ping Lacson, Arab, I think. Um, marami yan. Parang, uh, he goes way back with, uh, dati rin tong ano eh, um, journalist actually, si Raymond Burgos. And he's in charge of communication. So, yung mga press release, yung mga um, media relations, parang siya yung, siya yung uh, tumatutok dun. Uh, next, we have Ernest Ramel, who is the chairperson of Isko Moreno's National Party, yung Action Democratico. And yung role niya talaga in this campaign, siya yung nag-take the lead dun sa ano, 203 billion SD taxi Marcos. Parang siya yung plug sa statement. Siya yung nagsusulat sa BIR, sa PCGG about, you know, where these, uh, kung na-collect na ba or what. So, uh, nagpapapress ko siya. He's one of the spokespersons of the campaign team. Um, and he's actually kind of may, may, may ties rin siya dun sa Liberal Party and even the Aquino administration. Parang I think he served in certain capacities um, in the Pinoy administration. Next, we have uh, um, si Daini Domagoso, the wife of Isko Moreno, who actually uh, manages the finances, especially may hawak na pera. And in fact, her sister is the auditor of the campaign team. Parang sabi nga sa akin ng mga tao doon na sobrang strict nila. Strict nila talaga. Parang may isang time na uh, may isang media shepherd na hindi yun naka-liquidate ng daming unliquidated funds. So, yun, tinanggal siya kasi talagang minaman naman daw ni, na, ni Daini and yung sister niya. But all the finances rin parang end up also being approved or disapproved by Isko Moreno himself. Um, this other parts of the campaign team, 
Vince Dizon for a time was involved early on. Siya yung nagpapagawa ng surveys, siya yung tumutulong sa strategy early on. But yun narinig ko kasi hindi siya pinayagan ni Executive Secretary Salvador Medellia to to let go of the task force, yung COVID-19 task force. So hindi siya officially parang you know humawala, humiwalay from government and join ISCO's team. Parang he, he kind of played the um, uh, an initial role at the start lang. Um, we also have a few, yung nga, Duterte appointees, so I can't really name right now because, um, but maybe in the next time, but uh, ano to eh, parang um, also play a role in organizing rallies, going to the events themselves, yung venues, and checking out um, yung political arm, for example, sila yung kumakausap sa mga uh, local government officials and um, other political groups. Uh, in terms of other spokesmen, Manila counselors then involved. So, Jong Isip and Princess Amante, uh, two young Manila councillors are dubbed as parang the youth spokesperson of Isko Moreno. Uh, yung mga surrogates naman ni Isko, aside from Daini, his wife, yung kanyang 20-year-old actor son ni si Joaquin Domagoso, namesake of his father, Joaquin the Steve Dor, uh, also uh, really goes around now, talagang very energetic, um, the dying inside to hold you, dance moves siya, uh, nag-rap siya, basta parang tumatalan sa stage. Um, magandang rapport niya with people. He's really a good stand-in for his father. Um, on the volunteer side, sabi nga ni Bay, mga parallel groups, ano to mga volunteers talaga? So, si Danny Enriquez, who's uh, IM4P, used to be a Manny Pacquiao group that switched very early on to Isko Moreno. Um, and ano eh, many others. Philip Piccio, uh, just earlier today, nag-switch or nag-declare ng support yung isang uh, Duterte group, yung UDDS, uh, United... Uh, for defense and democracy and sovereignty. It's a, it's a pretty a big group of uh, Duterte supporters who were parang championing federalism and working actually with some government agencies on that. Um, yun, so yun yung basically parang team ni Isko. Uh, there are other media shepherds na siguro di na papapangalanan, but uh, some were actually involved dun sa, parang kasama, na, naging um, appointed din sila sa Duterte government. Parang, naging um, staff rin sila ng Duterte government. Yun. So, wala si Aika, but she sent notes on Manny Pacquiao's team. So, basically, campaign manager ni Senator Manny Pacquiao is Buddy Zamora. Um, and yung kanyang, uh, ano naman, person who deals with political issues, political affairs, na-coordinate sa mga local leaders on the ground is si Ron Monsayak, which who we know is a member, an, an officer of the Pacquiao-Pimentel faction of the PDP-Laban. Um, we also have Coco Pimentel, another uh, a senator and also a former Duterte ally, former ba or uh, current, basta parang magulo yun. So anyway, yung parang opposing faction ng PDP laban, siya daw yung nag-advise kay Senator Pacquiao on foreign affairs, uh, legal issues, diplomacy. Uh, we also have Lutz Barbo, who is um, the historian of Pacquiao in terms of PDP, uh, siguro history, background, and especially yung faction infighting nila with uh, Alfonso Cusi. Attorney Nikki De Vega, who is a longtime lawyer of Senator Pacquiao, also advises him in cases and leads the group of lawyers handling uh, Pacquiao cases. Yun. Basically, yun. sorry, do you hear the shouting <laughs> children? <laughs> sorry. Masaya na sila. Oh, okay. Nag-enjoy sila natin ng Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> Pero siguro, we can also talk about, parang, bakit nga ba interesting yung campaign teams? Kasi... Like, for example, nung time ko covering the 2016 Duterte campaign, ang dami sa kanila, parang faces I saw on the campaign team every day ended up becoming, like, assistant secretaries, cabinet members. Exactly. I mean, Jose Calida, who's the current soldier, was just like a 
Duterte Bongbong Marcos volunteer who like I would eat parang empanadas with while listening to Amy Marcos uh, parang in one of their sorties ganun. So parang, 'di ba? Ganun ka ganun ka critical yung campaign teams minsan na itong mga tao na to, baka maging powerful to pag na-elect yung candidate nila. Correct. Parang, di, aside from that, na usually, tendency nga, bibit-bitin nila yan if and when they do win. If, for example, in the case of Lenny Robredo, most of the of most of the names that Jairo mentioned were actually part of her 2016 vice presidential run. Uh, hindi lang sa kanya, pero hawak din, parang yung iba din doon, personality sa liberal party, sa bigger, um, sa tandem na campaign. So parang, syempre, bibit-bitin mo sila kasi trusted mo sila. It's also the same case for Bongbong Marcos, di ba? Parang the people that he works with now and he trusts now, malamang, if he wins, he's gonna bring them to to the executive department. Baka ipagkalat na yan sa iba't ibang department. So, and also aside from that, I think it's also interesting to see the kinds of personalities they align themselves with or they associate with because it gives you an insight into the kind of person that they also are or the mm-hmm. kind of leader they potentially are. Diba? Parang ano yung track record ng taong to? Parang it, it also gives you an insight into uh, so when it comes to like economic policy, baka ito yung direction ng mm-hmm. candidate na to if they win as president kasi parang influenced by this person who he, he or she constantly talks to who has helped him or her throughout the campaign. So, yeah, governance din, ultimately. Gusto ko yung sinabi ni Pia na um, kaupo lang niya si Kalida tapos biglang alasol dyan na siya. Um, parang sa campaigns din nakikita mo na ano eh, na parang trial run siya ng gobyerno kasi this is their first project together essentially to, to push this person to Malacanang. Kita-kita mo, nakikita mo yung away din nila internally na parang, bakit parang may miscommunication dito sa campaign? Every time may gantong parang pop-up. The diba? faction. Kasi isip na, mga factions, kung iniisip mo, parang tatanong, like dito sa Ilocos, yung nawala yung Ilocos sa Rotor, tingi Lacson, gusto namin, gusto namin tanongin, nag- nagbibiro kami mga reporters, parang, is this the administration that you're going to push forward? No, oh my like, God. Is this a trial? <laughs> walk out. Kasi, walk out. Kasi it's true. It's true, right? It's true. Kasi yeah. bakit nangyari ito? Parang, paano yung leadership? What does it say about you? Pat- pati yung team mo. Kasi sabi rin ni Lacson, kaya napasabra yung booking, gawa rin ng team niya. So, paano kung ikaw yung Pangulo? What does that say about your leadership na biglang mawawala? Paano kung, for example, foreign delegation na to, magigibang bansa ka, magkakaroon ka ng Europe tour or world tour, tapos napa-overbook ka, hindi mo alam kung gagawin mo. Tapos yung mga mis- may mga factions din talaga na banggit ni Bea na meron politika within the campaign teams na parang nag-aaway oh, sila na ayaw mo, mm. ayaw mo na rin maki-involve. May ganun things and- and then nakakatakot kung halimbawa naging administrasyon na lalabas yan sa administrasyon na biglang may isasak na isang faction, may magre-resign. Parang feeling ko nag-ganan ng play-play out. Kaya, interesting siya i-cover. May potential for like being super powerful people but also ang scary niya na parang parang kung incompetent sila tapos naging powerful people sila. Ayun. No, and and we do see those factions emerge ha. Um, in the previous, in this current admin, di ba, nakikita natin yung mga gulo-gulo among allies. Oh. Kasi factions, baka, baka yung mga hindi familiar, parang bakit sila nag-aaway, sila-sila lang din yun. Eh kasi guys, from the start, hindi sila magkasundo. <laughs> parang ano lang sila, very fragile alliance lang. Oo, oh, alliance. Parang, unholy alliance. Parang bound together by their principal, in this case, President Duterte, di ba? Pero, kung may, may kung kunwari may signal na from the president or whoever, na siya, bahala kayo dyan. Wala na. Ano na yan? <laughs> away, away kung away yan. We've seen that happen in this admin alone several times. Saka itong mga campaign, 
Oh, yung mga campaign people na to bago tumaya yung voters sa mga candidates sila muna. Parang marami siyang isasacrifice na nakapagpinili nilang supportahan yung ganitong candidate. Candidate, pinili nilang mag-campaign manager or mag-spokesperson. Let's say kay Robredo, kay Laxon, kay Marcos. So, talagang hindi lang sila tumataya dahil bet lang nila. Siyempre, yung mga ano rin, mag, uh, gusto ba nilang pumasok eventually sa administration or gusto lang nilang oh. kumulong talaga for volunteerism. So, yeah. Minsan, minsan career move yun. O career, career move minsan na parang I'll go with this candidate kasi mananalo siya so I can expect a position. Tapos pag hindi na pala mananalo, baka lilipat. Yung mga ganun, parang there also also some motivations that um parang underline why they're there. And interesting then parang where nagsaset ng boundaries yung candidate na okay, mm-hmm. parang loyalty counts and siguro may iba dadadin ko sa sa government ko kung manalo ako. Pero diba, where do you draw the line between trust, loyalty, and competence? Parang sobrang trust mo yung tao na to, pero hindi mo siya magaling. Parang i-appoint mo pa ba siya? Kasi yun yung naging issue dun sa Duterte government. Parang a lot of people mm-hmm. felt na, ah, porque tumulong sa campaign, ano uh, na, uh, assistant secretary na ng PCOO, oo, and wala namang credentials, or parang may, will make things worse kasi parang divisive figure siya. So, ano yun talaga, parang test rin talaga to of parang a candidate's judgment and parang how how they how far they go from transactional politics kasi so, so let's face it diba some people are just there to get a position parang career move siya so up to you kung will you give into that game so yun yung interesting may mga tao talaga na ano kumbaga kumikilang ang malakanyang sa horizon for them uh-huh. uh, kaya they say kasi kasi i have to say ha parang to be part of a campaign it's not oh my god like i wouldn't tayo nga, so nababalik tayo sa pag-cover. But like, what more the people inside, right? You have infighting, minsan politika, minsan emotions at stress na lang yun. Kasi pagod na pagod na kayong lahat, kaiikot, kaproblema, kababiyay. So parang it's, it's really, it's it's a difficult job. Um, no matter which camp you're in, I would like to think. No? Uh, I, I wanna ask lang about, kasi parang uh, several of the candidates have either family members who are either surrogates or actual full members, how does it work sa inyo? Kasi parang the general rule or like, siguro, ano, tawag nito, parang may, 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 may school of thought na wag kang, mang, wag kang, don't bring a family member in unless experience yung family member mo. Kasi yun nga, emotions run high na campaign. Lalo na this week, mm. I'm sure, ngayon talaga sa mga HQ, may mga warla na nangyayari from time to time. Like, how does it work sa campaigns that do have family members um in? Like, Paano yung dynamics ng mga family members and the rest of the campaign team? I, feel I can like, start with the... Yung, ah, sige, go, go. Go, Pia. Hindi, kasi yung, yung asawa ni Isko, si Diane, parang talagang actively involved siya in the campaign. Hindi na siya surrogate eh. So, kaya siya interesting mm-hmm. pag-usapan. Um, but the thing with Diane Domagoso is she's been involved in the other campaigns of Isko yeah. Moreno. So, medyo parang natural lang na mag involved siya dito. Tapos, sabi nga nila na parang he, she's the closest to Isko. So, actually, when there's a donor who wants to give a check, si Daini yung, yung pumupunta. Siya yung tumatanggap ng, mm. oh, ng check eh. Kasi, diba, parang, siya naman talaga yung pinaka-trusted ni Isko. So, I guess, parang it kind of makes sense rin naman. Um, but si Daini, even if surrogate siya, medyo may wall siya between uh, us media and, like, she she doesn't always face us. Parang, in fact, she she doesn't even really allow media coverage of her individual events. Kasi nagsasari siya eh. Parang kung pupunta siya by herself, she has her own small team. And usually mga bloggers yan, or yung uh, parang in-house campaign team comes, rarely siya nagdadala ng, you know, the usual media. 
nag-face lang siya sa press, sa traditional press, pagkasama niya si Isko. So, ganun. Mm. Dito, I think maganda example naman yung kay Tito Sen. The campaign really is a family event for him since his family is a heavily political family. The Sotos right. have been around for decades. Hindi pa tayo buhay, nandiyan na sila. The third is <laughs> si Tito Sen. But um, interesting sa kanya asawa yung si Helen Gamboa, they tailor-fit the campaign event for her. So, ang ginagawa, Zumba, for Tito Sen. And that's something that uh, someone in her... Yeah, senior na kasi si Helen Gamboa. Oh, cute! ba? And bumibenta to sa voters, especially yung dumadalo dyan, mga nanay, matatanda. At ikaw, ikaw nila sa pabilya nila na, uy, nakita ko si Helen Gamboa. Nakita ko si Alice Teperio, yung asawa ni Senator Ting Lacson. Ginagawa nila yung sa QC Circle. Kung pinover natin si Tito Sen sa Cebu, nagganun din ulit si Tito Sen. At syempre, tutitingnan mo rin ang Soto family, hindi lang political family, that's a showbiz family. Laging yeah. nasa campaign si um, Sara Soto, always the MC. Kasi siya palagi. Inisip ko nga parang, grabe kinatayan ni Ate Gullio kanyang ano, panahon, imis na magbakasyon, no? Mag, uh, mag-launion or whatever, nandiyan siya sa campaign. As in, siya ang magsisipag. Tapos syempre, ang kapatid niya, si Vic Soto, kasama rin minsan yung asawa ni Vic Soto, tapos, even that work ads, parang family na rin ni Soto. But, ayun, laging nandun sila. At kung malaking rally, all out ang family ni Soto, nandun sila lahat. Itong si Senator Panfilo Lapson, mas low-key. So, si Alice Teperio for the Zumba. Pero yung anak niya, hindi masyado. Puro Instagram, puro cute photos na sinishare social media. But not, as for example, as involved as yung asawa ni Isko na merong financing. Mostly appearances talaga. And I think that's where they set the line. Walang masyadong hawa ka ng pera. More of like they're hired as talents. They're part of the campaign volunteer group but not really in the logistics, in the Correct. deep, in, in the weeds of the campaign. And I think that also protects them from the politics of it all. Correct. And the infighting in the HQ. Exactly, exactly. Ay, nawala si Pia. <laughs> no, and, and to add for, for Bongbong Marcos pala, syempre yung surrogates niya, yung tatlong anak niyang lalaki na if you notice also I don't know I don't know who to credit this to but they're also hyping up the three boys ha? the three Marcos boys especially Sandro who is running uh, as a neophyte uh, d- district representing the first district if I'm not mistaken of Ilocos Norte so surrogates niya rin yan pero mostly napapansin ko na umiikot si Vinny yun yung bunso na pinag-ukulele oh. sa isang rally <laughs> so, you know. si, si, si Liza, rare siya magpakita but I think in more recent rally, she's been um, attending. Kasi palang isa rin ata yung strategy ng Marcos campaign. I think Ralph wrote about this, no? To project, you know, like, uh, the, the, this, this is the first family. Parang kung naalala mm. nyo sa kick-off ng Uniteam, parang kasama niya yung three sons and uh, Liza. Parang the, the extended family wasn't with, with him na. It was really his his nuclear family kumbaga, to project that, okay, this is the first family we're promising you. Parang, again, drawing from, um, although, yung, yung, ito yung, yung funny dito, no? parang they distance themselves from the memories of Marcos Sr., the dictator, but at the same time, they evoke parang parts of the magic kumbaga, of, of the late dictator. Parang ganun yung, so, yun, pero yun yung, dun ako, ako curious na they, they somehow make it work as it seems, di ba, na Attorney Araneta Marcos plays an active role, not just as a surrogate, not just as a front facer of the campaign, but talaga andun siya sa sa swamp kumbaga, sa the the you know the chaos of the actual campaign logistics. So it's interesting how they make that work. For VP, for Lloyd, naman mo. 
um, hindi siya masyadong, medyo private siya pagdating sa family niya. Although, dili-disclose naman nila. I mean, pinapakilala niyo naman kahit paano yung mga anak niya, yung asawa niya, ganyan. Pero not on the part talaga na sinasama niya para maging surrogate. Kasi medyo limited lang din naman yung campaign activities niya. Wala siyang sobrang big um, campaign rallies to begin with. So, minsan ay parang hindi niya naman kinakailangan magkaroon ng surrogate from his family. Pero medyo transparent naman siya about his family. Meron nga, di ba, yung dog niya, si Ka Corgi. So, yun yung parang closest extension <laughs> nung campaign niya. Kasi parang meron, ay, meron sariling, oh, si Ka Corgi. Meron yung sariling Twitter account. Diba? Parang ano siya, Corgi um, stan account. So, yun yung kay Calliope. For, ano naman, for VP Lenny, Uh, aside from Marcos, si VP Lenny talaga yung pakita natin na yung family niya talaga sobrang immersed with the campaign, especially yung three daughters niya. Pero lesser si Jillian, the youngest one, kasi nasa, dahil siya sa US. Pero now, uh, as the elections near, pag nandito na siya, nag-house to house siya, sumasama siya sa mga house to house, and then sa mga uh, big campaign rallies ni Vice President Lenny Robredo. Si Aika and si Trisha, same. Sila yung mas madalas pakikita ng mga tao on the ground campaign activities, specifically yung house to house. So, sino talaga yung sumasama dun sa mga um, events na inorganize ng mga volunteers nila. So, yung mga house to house events, same concept siya nung parang grand rally ni VP Lenny. So, yung mga Roberto People's Council or whoever yung mga volunteers nila on a certain area, mag-organize sila ng house to house uh, campaign and then inform nila yung headquarters or inform nila whoever and then kung sino yung surrogate na available, pupunta dun. I think yung kapag ni Mayor Jesse din, yung sister-in-law din ni mm-hmm. Vice President Tani Robredo. Yeah. So, masama-sama na rin siya dun sa mga campaign activities. Lalo na nitong papalapit na yung May. Kasi sobrang dami. As in, sobrang dami, di ba? Kung, kung bibilangin natin yung campaign sorties nila, not counted by house-to-house. Si VP Lenny na yung isa sa pinakamarami. Dumagdag pa yung house-to-house activities. Tapos, meron pa silang mga random events. For example, after ng Pasay Rally nila, meron sila kinabukasan yung sa maginhawa naman, parang People's Party. Kanina sa Rockwell, di ba? So, yung mga ganong event, talagang nire-require talaga ng surrogate. Tapos, um, yung role naman nila, I think, isa sa mga pinaka-stan, <laughs> in-stan ng mga kakamping, si Trisha, si Doc Trisha, kasi parang, I mean, uh, for for them, siya, siya yung parang may star quality, something like that. So, ang daming mga nagsisimp sa kanya, or parang nag-idolize sa kanya, namin share ng mga random stan posts about Doc Trisha. Pero yun lang, uh, for Senator Kiko Pangilino naman, syempre celebrity family pa rin naman after all. Senator Kiko Pangilino, syempre asawa ni si Sharon Coneta. So very, yung Pangilino family and the Coneta family are, are very immersed with the campaign. Haki Pangilino, sumasama-sama siya from time to time. Kanina, sa activity sa Sumilo Farmers, nandun yung tatlong anak ni Senator Kiko, si Miguel, si Miel, si Kaki Pangilino. Tapos si Donny, si Donny Pangilinan yung parang, um, di naman parang secret weapon ni Senator Kiko, pero every time, as in, walang palya, or lagi niyang binabanggit, pag may chance sa every campaign sortie na ina-attendan niya, na binabanggit niya si Donny, in-hype up ni Senator Kiko si Donny, na parang kamukha niya daw si Donny, kanina pa daw ba matamahal si Donny. So for those people who don't know, kapatid, anak ni Anthony Pangilinan, yun maris sa laksa si Donny na, Si Anthony Pangilinan, kapatid ni Kiko Pangilinan. And then the Pangilinan siblings, marami yan. Yun ang pangasawa ni Gary Valenciano, Pangilinan din yun, kapatid ni Kiko Pangilinan. So si Gab, 
Balenciano na sumasayaw ng chant ni Senator Kiko and then VP Lenny ay pamangkin ni Senator Kiko. Even the one who sang Rosas, diba si Nika Del Rosario, and then si Gab Pangilinan is din siya ni Senator Kiko. Anak siya ng kapatid niya. So, yun. Sobrang It's daming pangilinan. Exactly. Sobrang galing. Magaling, siya, <laughs> magaling siyang um, theater actress. Tapos, yun. Yeah. Sobrang pag umaten ka ng sorority, very, ano, star-studded din yeah. talaga. Aside from the fact na maraming volunteers na uh, celebrities, pero marami din talaga kasing affiliated sa Pangilinan family. Ang Puneta. Sa mga Question. hindi Filipino na nakikinig dito, wala lang. Kailangan ko lang i-contextualize ha, na malaking role yung family talaga in in Philippine politics. Kaya local to national man yan. Diba? Normally talaga, either bit-bit mo yung pamilya mo sa mga sorority mo or talaga ang surrogates mo sila. Kasi like, um, like for example, the three daughters of Vice President Robredo, they've been campaigning for her 2060. Actually, congressional run pa lang ata. Talagang surrogates, normal sa kanila na surrogates sila. Uh, for the campaign. And I think that's also the case for the other, a lot of the other candidates, especially those who come from local posts. Anyway, Pia, you were saying. May sinabi na ba yung candidates nyo about uh, how members of their campaign team might become appointees in their government? Like, may sinabi sa lantara na, oh, i-appoint ko siya ang ganito, ganyan. Kay Bongbong Marcos, he once mentioned that Sarah supposedly wants the defense portfolio, but Sarah herself hasn't actually said that she wants to be the defense yeah. chief. Um, pero pala ito yung hype ng ROTC, mandatory ROTC speculation, etc. etc. Siyempre hindi, focus sila sa unity message. I mean, that's not sarcasm, ha? Hindi yun sarcasm. I, I, like, serious talaga na they're very, like, you know, laser-focused about just keeping it to unity. So, I haven't actually heard them openly talk about future. Mm. And you want to avoid that. Diba parang, I don't know, parang hindi, parang hindi siya kosher for candidates to openly talk about yan. Diba, appoint ko yan. Siya, yeah. Pero they're asked eh. Kasi like, si Isko, hindi naman niya binabandera or anything. But kasi tinatanong siya na sa interviews yeah. na, uh, oh, sino yeah. magiging appointee mo, ganyan, sino economic manager mo. Um, and at one point, he told Pinky Webb on CNN Philippines that he would he would pick Lito Banayo for a post in Malacanang. So, baka daw executive secretary, pwede, posible, di ba? Or, um, parang may isa pa siyang sinabi na, of course, si Willie Ong, parang cabinet member, you, most likely the health portfolio. Things like that. Parang, ewan ko lang kung natatanong ba rin yun sa candidates nyo, or they find a way to just like, evade the question. Ay, huwag kayo kay Tito Sen. Nag-volunteer na siya. Ay. <laughs> Sabi niya DDB. Sabi niya DDB, DILG, at saka PDS. Ah, wow. Sa DDB. Wow. DILG, since oh. after siyang vice mayor ng QC. PDEA, since drugs, mm. ano, they're trying to really, isa yun sa kanilang branding eh, di ba, na they are trying to refine the anti-drug campaign, last killings, dahil ako yung DDB mm. chair dati, kaya kong mas maging, um, Pino ang pag-i-implement ng anti-drug campaign. Kaya itong tatlong to, medyo trinity to sa anti-drug campaign na DDBD, LGPD, and again, yeah. sa mga tao hindi nakapatanda, mm. nasa ilalim ng DILG, oh. uh, PNP, na maraming pinatay. Yeah. So, ayun. <laughs> Napaka-casual mo siningin. Oo. Kaya ano talaga? PNP na maraming pinatay. Yung sa dulo. Actually, isa rin pala yung exciting part ha. Kasi syempre, pagpapa- pagpasok ng bagong um, president, Uh, magkukurtisi resignation talaga yan ng AFP chief at PNP mm. chief. So, isa yan exciting part <laughs> when, when a new president steps in. Uh, sino, kasi parang kung naalala nyo, medyo na-windang ang mundo, especially ang mundo sa Camp Crame, pagpasok ni Duterte, 
and Chereng Bato de la Rosa from out of nowhere skip two classes. But forward thinking, eh, but I'm just saying na parang yun, guys. Also, important to hindi na kasi ako attuned sa mundo ng PNP at, at, at um, PMA ngayon. Pero kung sino yung mga police chiefs tsaka military chiefs na malalapit sa mga kandidato. Yan. Yun yung mga future PNP at future AFP chiefs. Uh, when the, when whoever wins the May 9 elections. Na, wow. Napapasin nyo ba? If your candidates uh, really listen to their campaign teams, like how do they deal? Parang, kamusta yung rapport nila with the strategists in their campaign teams? Do they go their own way? Parang bullheaded sila, di sila nakikinig sa mga criticism? Or do you have a campaign team na puro yes, yes man sila? Like, di sila masyadong nagka-counter or nagka-criticize? Parang kung ano lang gusto ng kandidato, yun yung gagawin nila. I si Mara, ilang, kasi, ah, go, 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 Si Mara always says, always says na, um, UP Lenny is the candidate that listens. And it's true. Kasi, when, whatever na binibigay sa kanya ng campaign team niya, yung core team niya, uh, whoever is that, Senator Drillon, uh, Congressman Del Monte, or ano, uh, si, si Bamakino, sinusunod niya yun. So, if, if, Ano naman sa kanila, in fairness naman sa campaign team nila, kapag may issue ganito, o parang pinagtatawanan sila, let's say, ina-attacke sila sa TikTok, sa Facebook, sa Twitter, uh, nire-recalibrate nila yung branding nila, yung messaging nila, to eventually change that and address yung mga attacks sa kanila. So, ganun si Beauty Lady. Um, hindi tati madedenay na talagang um, nagkaroon ng breakup sa campaign team ni, ni Senator Lacson, di ba, iniwan nga siya ni uh, Pantaleon Alvarez. And this is because of also, I'm not seeing eye to eye, at sinubukan kasi rin ni Alvarez na ipush si Laksa na mag-withdraw. Sabi niya, mas, parang mas worth it dito sa kabilang kandidato. Parang mas malakas itong isang kandidato na to Pero syempre si Lakson, kandidatura ko to Bakit mo kayo papabakaw? Oh. Ikaw ang campaign, campaign manager yeah. na bakit mo ito ginagawa? At na, natimbrehan agad si Lakson na parang doon papunta yung conversation ni Alvarez. Kaya nag, naputo na kaagad from then on. It's not a matter of listening to Alvarez na kailangan mas maging exciting yung campaign. Pero ano eh, um, doon pa lang, ang suggestion ni Alvarez, parang, ba, parang merong, ano, merong, um, how do you say this? Merong momentum? May momentum na si Robredo, pero yung campaign natin, wala pa. So it's another way of saying na wala pa rin momentum. Pero si Lacson, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if I would say na hindi siya nakikinig, pero kasi hindi nagbago yung kanyang campaign strategy at all. From the start, town hall siya ng town hall wala siya ng large, large scale na parang maraming rally, na meron ba nga celebrity endorsements. Nothing of that exciting sort of campaigning. Talagang patigas ang ulo niya na ito ang gusto ko, maganda kasi to And natutunan niya to is, natutunan niya to from Manny Pinyol, who is his, um, one of his senatorial candidates. And Manny Pinyol got this from the Duterte campaign na yung nag-iikot-ikot ng buong Pilipinas, nakikipag-usaw sa mga tao. Ina-apply niya yan. At matigas yung ulo niya na maganda to, nakikinig ko sa mga tao. Ang sabi niya kanina, tinanong namin, bakit di ka nagbabago ng campaign strategy? Sabi niya, ano eh, dito ako masaya eh. Gusto ko talaga to eh. So, that, that also shows his principles na gusto niya makinig sa mga tao. But at the same time, since the campaign really is, you know, it's a competition, if you're not that exciting, you're not going to win, that mm. wouldn't, walang mangyayari sa campaign di mo, hindi kayo ma-elect yun. Sis ko kasi, uh, sabi naman ni Lito Banay that he he's, he's a candidate who listens, who listens to advice, parang um, always tries to improve himself. Pero meron talaga siyang moments na he goes his own way without telling anyone what he'll say. 
And parang it's up to the campaign team to clean up his mess. Like, yun, yung yellow tord. Hindi naman expected yun ng mga tao. Tapos, yung withdraw Lenny. Ano rin, nawindang rin yung mga tao na nagtumulong sa pag-arrange ng press con na yun, na from his camp. Na, they didn't want the press con to go that way. Like, it was supposed to just end with the, the written statement. We're not withdrawing. Tapos, piglang, diba? Parang, totally changed the direction of the press con. So, ganun siya. Parang, yeah, he listens to advice. But he's also very bullheaded when it comes to speaking his mind. Na parang minsan nga, like, parang ano na eh, like, F-strategy. <laughs> parang, I wanna say my piece. Parang medyo similar nga siya si kay Duterte in that way. Kasi naalala ko dito ba na, I was also saying that, you know, when si uh, Rodrigo Duterte cursed Pope Francis, syempre ano rin yun, di ba? Parang came from nowhere din, di ba? Tapos bumaba ng ilang percentage points yung rating si Duterte after that. So talagang panic yung team niya nila. Ano parang, oh, we have to apologize. We have to make him say sorry. Ganun. Kahit written statement lang, okay lang. So parang ganun. Si, si Isko is very much like Duterte in that sense na parang for him, he's just being honest. He's just being himself. He's just saying, calling calling the facts out or whatever. Oh, parang authentic siya. Parang I feel, I'm human. Ganun. So, so ganun. Pero at the same time, Mahirap for his team, lalo na yung communications team niya, na how do you how do you fix the messaging na hindi iko yung hindi toxic na kandidato, kandidato pero yung nagsasabi ka ng mga toxic things. So, yun yung problema. Yeah. Again, for the most part, and also with the benefit of he let, he has led reference surveys from the beginning, di ba? Uh, and, and like, Leanne has talked about this extensively. Hindi sila open and hindi sila nagpapaka-vulnerable sa media, like, rare ang ambush interview despite what Bongbong Marcos claims na mm-hmm. hindi naman siya umiiwas. Talagang you have to like fight tooth and nail but there are the rare times where he will casually waltz in and if, if, it's a, if it's a reporter or personality that he or she or their campaign siguro deems trustworthy or parang panatagloob nila sa taong ito at willing sila magpa-interview mm-hmm. sa taong ito for the most part. But I remember early in the in the, uh, in the campaign parang nung siguro hindi pa sila as vigilant about preventing ambush interviews he want he once deviated from the unity hindi kami mga away message and parang from then on um parang gumipit parang gutom ba yung grammar ko naging stricter sila in preventing ambush interviews and i think it's also part of the strategy to avoid ambush interviews kasi yun know, parang once you're in an ambush interview uh, doorstop interview, whatever, chance interview. Parang there's only so many things you can control, right? Like, you can screen questions all you want. Pero kung, di ba, iba mo yung tanong, parang ano na din. which is also, like, why it's important for a candidate to be open to ambush interviews. Kasi, di ba, yung, mm. it's, aside from, like, testing their metal or whatever, it's, it also gives you an insight into how their psyche works, right? Like, in the case of mm-hmm. Isko, parang, Naka, dun mo siya naka-catch off or parang hindi nga catch off guard eh. parang dun mo nakita na ah okay minsan si sir nadadala ng emotion lumilihis sa sa pinag-usapan mm. or parang bigla may ginawang wala sa, sa usapan so parang so yun si Sara Duterte naman um, she's less guarded sa interviews in that way uh, kasi nga parang she gracefully just tells you no comment Tapos parang she's nice about it so parang ikaw naman anong gagawin ko parang Iditikdik ko ba yung mic sa bibig niya? Parang sabi niya no na eh. Pero, so yun, parang, again, I've said this before, there, there hasn't been a lot of adjustments for the uni team. Kasi for the most part, parang all the stars have aligned for them in terms of the survey numbers. Parang their messaging is working. Uh, kahit hindi sila nag, naglahad ng, sur- ng, ng, sorry, ng platform early on, tumataas pa din naman yung numero nila. Kaya ngayon, ngayon lang sila naglabas ng 
platform via video and even then like it, it's it hasn't been very it hasn't been as detailed as all the other candidates mm. na naglahad ng mm. platform my god 2021 pa lang di pa nilabas na naglatag na ng mga platform yung ibang kandidato whereas sa kanila parang ads pa lang yung nilalabas mm. and yet he still do it so again it's it's the privilege of a survey front runner they don't really need to adjust a lot So you don't really get a lot of insight into whatever adjustments they've made kasi it's been working for them so far. Yung, yung mga, ano lang, mga mishaps na parang may nasabing mali sa isang ambush interview. For example, in not in Marawi, ironically, after Marawi sa Bukidnon, diba, sabi ni Bongbong Marcos na ayos na ang Marawi rehab. E parang oh. napakalayo pa. Kakapasa lang nung batas, diba? Nung compensation. <laughs> compensation, oh. Diba? So parang... Diba, parang ang parang dun dun na naman tayo na medyo pumaliya pumalpak na. Kaya hindi masyado nagpapaambush siguro din minsan. But which also gives okay. me like makes me wonder like wala ba siyang briefing? Anyway, ibang usapan 'yun pero oh. Last question na tayo. Yeah. Yung yung last question ko for you all is uh given 11 days na lang to go before election day. Ano yung moral ng campaign teams niyo? Ano ginagawa na ngayon? Like what do they feel that they have to do and what's the what's the mood there now? I can start. Medyo like, um, ano ba? Kasi hindi maganda yung survey numbers ng mga kandidato ko, di ba? So, meron mga tanungan na nangyayari na, so, saan ka pupunta pagkatapos ng election? <laughs> yung mga ganun tanungan. Kasi parang, di ba? Wala ka. Kasi, Senator Lacson, wala nang mabalik ang Senado kasi na max nangyay kanya six years. Oh. Same for Senator Soto. I mean, Senator Soto, may fighting chance pa siya sabi nila. Kasi, pero double digit pa rin yung lamang ni Sado. But let's be real talagang, ano, they're, they're, the, the, they're not on the winning side at this point. Like, it's a, an uphill battle for them. So, yung outlook nila, it's not, it's not, not really optimistic. But at the same time, medyo, ano pa rin sila, laban pa rin, let's, let's go forward with the campaign. And, medyo dinatawa na nila. Kasi, ano sa kapupunta, may iba na, oy regular na ako sa Senado ko, so hindi na ako mag-iisip dyan. Pero yung iba, parang sa kapupunta, sa kapupulutin, um, may pupunta oh. na naman doon yung masakang nila, if ever matalo sila. Pero, ayun, kung tatanong, kailanong din namin kanina sa Senate Lacson and Soto, saan kayo pupunta, if ever matalo kayo? In contrast sa kanila mga ibang mga part ng campaign team na tumitingin na sa iba, itong mga kandidato ko, hindi nila iniisip. They really are in it to win it. Sabi nila, oh. we don't think about that. Mm-hmm. Since, sabi nga ni Senator Soto kanina, since lanong nyo, pag-iisipan ko na ngayon. Pero wala pa rin daw. I'm not sure if he's just joking, but that's his response. Ayun. So, like, they don't feel gloomy kahit na mababay survey numbers. Kasi ngayon, kanilang okay. outlook din talaga is, um, iba yung katotohanan na nakikita namin, nakipag-usap kami sa mga tao. At um, to borrow Marojas and the yellow, uh, yellow parties um, phrasing, merong silent majority na baboto sa amin sa election. And it's Comoreno's phrasing. Ayun din, di ba? So, may ganun silang pinangahawakan. So, ito yung kanilang re- realidad na, wow, may possibility pa rin. Ayun. Gigising na lang, ang, ang phrasing nila, gigising na lang kayo kapag nanalo kami, napakasorte ng Pilipinas. Yun ang sabi nila. Mm. For ano naman, for Leody team, cool pa rin sila, as in, Cool naman talaga sila since the very beginning. Especially Kalyon. Kasi hindi mo makikita sa kanya na the pressure shower. Ina-enjoy niya lang talaga yung campaign. Saka parang true to his ad naman kasi talaga na. True to his words naman talaga. Tatakbo siya kasi gusto niyang tulungan niya mga tao. So parang hindi naman sa sinashrug off niya entirely yung service. Pero 
siya naniniwala pa rin siya sa labor vote na yung mga iboboto siya ng mga workers, especially ng mga tao na ayaw na sa traditional politicians. So until now, yun, uh, keep holding on pa rin sila. And then, optimist pa rin naman sila na, yeah, eventually, sana manalo sila. Uh, for VP Lenny, um, kung papansin yung schedule ni VP Lenny, this week lang. Siyempre, hindi ko sure kung final na ba yung schedule next week. Pero this week lang, um, imagine nyo every, every day, meron siyang campaign rally. So, even sa home stretch na ng elections or the last two weeks na ng elections, sobrang masipag pa rin siya. Optimistic pa rin siya. And then, kung tatangin niya, um, of course, hindi sila pwede maging complacent. At hindi sila complacent kasi ang layo pa rin talaga. If we're gonna base on the last Pulse Asia survey in March, 50, 51% or 54% still far, 21%. So, hindi talaga sila complacent. Pero nandun pa rin yung hope sa kanila na baka naman yung groundswell na nakikita nila o yung groundswell na parang dinudulot ni VP Lenny sa mga lugar na pinupuntahan niya, ay ito din kasi yung historical din ito. Especially na parang hindi natin siya nakikita uh, after EDSA. Parang ngayon lang ulit pinakita na, na, na mobilize yung ganitong klase ng mga tao. Eventually, matranslate into vote. Saka parang nagbabank on din sila. I mean, hindi nila binabanggit yung silent majority whatsoever. Pero siya sabi nila, baka naman ano, baka naman iba yung survey. I mean, yung mga supporters ni VP Lenny, baka naman iba yung surveys doon sa mismong araw ng eleksyon. Baka naman mamaya, mm-hmm. yung silent, I mean, yung supporters niya yung mabanggit ng silent majority. Baka naman daw yung silent majority ay VP Lenny at hindi lang daw naanahan ng survey. Pero, who knows? I mean, siya, si VP Lenny herself, tireless pa rin siya, kahapon niya doon sa Bulacan Rally niya, pangalawa niya ngayon. Ang dami niya pa rin pinuntahan, dalawang bayan pa rin yung pinuntahan niya, baliwag and malolos. And yung schedules niya for this week, full pack pa rin. So, hindi siya nagbabago. Walang adjustments sa ano. Walang adjustments dun sa kanyang campaign. Tapos, yung meeting the advances niya, uh, yeah, in-announce niya naman na yun na magkakaroon siya ng meeting the advances sa Bicol, sa kanyang home uh, home region, and then dito sa Manila. So, yun. Perfect, perfect. Ano pa rin? Tireless pa rin siya. Laban lang siya. Hmm. Kaya ko naman, may ilang volunteers and campaign team members na admittedly nasad sila dun sa joint press con. Parang medyo na-down sila, they confused about it, they can't wrap their heads around it. Iba naman parang trying to justify it or seeing, seeing naman na parang he's human. Parang ganoon yung mga sinasabi na he's just being real and talagang may hugot talaga daw si Manila Mayor Isko Moreno. Pero if you look at his schedule also, uh, sunod-sunod din, like jam-packed din, like, I'm not sure to the same extent as Robredos, but for example, yung kanyang Western Visayas that wrapped up today, he like visited three or four towns every day. Tapos puro every day rin may campaign rally, even sometimes twice a day. So parang, wow, sobrang tiring. Um, but he's still at it and very, very strong kanyang resolve na mananalo siya, na um, the surveys don't give the whole picture. So he he won't preempt down the votes and he will still wait and be hopeful. So, uh, ano, parang, I think every candidate man should have that mindset. Kasi, you're in the race to, to see it to the end. So, um, ano lang, ganun lang siya. Parang, uh, persevering lang siya. Si Bea, nandiyan na ba? Wala ba? Ayan, na. Talking about the non-silent majority. Hello, sorry. I disconnect. Okay. I wait. Um, so actually, actually, be a turn. Oh, there in a... There in... 
Yeah. 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 For for Bongbong Marcos and Sarah Duterte, parang uh, the numbers give them the privilege and space to be comfortable. Uh, in fact, kung yung mga kandidato para nagda-double time, triple time sila, wala silang activity today. Um, wow. So the other day, isa na lang active. Actually, the past, parang meron lang silang time na nag-double time sila sa sorties na parang naging two or three sorties a day. Pero parang may time din na one a day. So parang in the past week, we have wow. seen them do just one one grand, one big sortie. For example, yung Cebu. And to think, uh, this is Cebu, a very vote-rich province. But again, in Cebu, the story is they clinch the support of the incumbent, of the incumbent mm-hmm. dominant party in the Boatridge province. Uh, at first, parang three events. Tas naging three events. And to think the second event, parang nasa area lang din siya ng grand rally. Parang may dadaanan ng sila sandali. Pero parang at in the end, na-cancel yung ibang event at isang grand event lang yung pinunta nila sa Cebu. Um, so that's the way they've been operating. I don't wanna, maybe it's part confidence maybe it's also you know it's confidence from data from numbers so yun parang in the in the in the coming days i think bongo marcos jr has said in inter, in an interview na parang um they're shifting from planning how to protect the votes para may ganun na silang shift na iniisip at this point um which you would normally actually normal naman in for a lot of campaigns as a home stretch uh, you, you still have events here and there syempre mga meeting di avance eh. pero parang yung mm. part ng team mo shift ng focus na to vote protection. Mag-iisip na sila from... Mm. from actually, right. talagang pinaplanin yan, pero parang talagang focus nila is deploying your vote, uh, what, your your poll watchers, and yun nga, vote protection, mm. mag-ready ka na ng army of lawyers to defend you in precincts all over the country if needed, ganun. So, uh, that's what's happening now. And again, sobrang nipis ng schedule nila. Hindi pa siya final, but parang given uh, the what we've seen so far, it's going to be a very thin schedule for the two um, up until they're meeting, they're meeting the avance, um, which they haven't also announced yet. So, oh. iba talaga yung privilege kung ang laki ng angat mo sa serve. Oh. Okay. So, that wraps up our episode tonight of Campaign Convo. Since 11 days ago na lang, in-invite namin kayo na pumunta sa aming PH Vote homepage na basically ito yung countdown na nakita nyo sa asong website. I-click nyo lang yun at mayroon kaming very good um, parang compilation of all of our um, election content. So, and also inviting you to re-listen or even catch up on all of the Campaign Convo's episode you might have missed. And kasi kung makita mo yung episodes namin, it really does encompass like some of the more <laughs> parang crazy happenings of this election season. So uh, once again, thank you for listening. Um, see you next week. Goodbye.